Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's been so long since we've recorded anything that the first issue that I have already is trying to figure out what we start talking about. <laughs> it, it was one of those things where, and, and the fact that we are doing two of these podcasts now is like, how do we start, how do we start these ones again? Do you, do you have a line that you read? No. <laughs> Uh, cold, cold open. That's it. Yeah, let's that's the ticket. With, let's come up with a joke. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. This is Brandon. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, episode. Who knows? Uh, we're back. I don't. I don't. I don't have a single show note. I don't have like an opener uh figured out for this it's it's brandon it's been so long since we recorded a podcast i i feel like i felt like i was locked in for such a long time and now i don't i don't know what the heck i'm doing i i dude let me let me just tell you let me just tell you we were doing we're doing rick and morty and we're doing we started this up again and uh before that i was doing submit for your approval and then I took a huge long break for submitter for your approval, and then trying to get back into that uh, is is basically what we're doing now for this. Like that's that how what you're feeling right now, the whole like <laughs> getting back into it and like re kind of um, accepting the nervousness of getting in front of a microphone and be like, oh, people are gonna listen and critique us talking. Yeah, it's it's happening. This is how it works. It- you know what's funny is it's not so much that I was like nervous about talking on a microphone or having, you know, the handful of people that actually listen to this podcast that we do. Handful. Uh, you know, like that, I wasn't that... really nervous about it. It was more a situation where I couldn't remember any of our social media stuff. <laughs> and I knew that this is the part of the show where I usually cover that. So I had to rush to my phone and look it all up so that I could uh, <laughs> try to get it right. Which uh, is a great segue into reminding everyone that you can follow us on Twitter at Apathusiast. Uh, yeah. I am at Juggle Mino, And if you want to follow Brandon, he is at Steve the Heeb. Thank, thank you for uh, that. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you have a Facebook, you can uh, follow us at facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show on Instagram. We are apathetic underscore enthusiasm. That's mostly Rick and Morty stuff, but uh, I don't know. We, I really want to engage in Instagram a little bit more. I tend to gravitate towards it because it's a, a visual thing, but yeah. it's just hard to get podcasts, podcast stuff on Instagram. So uh, I don't know. It's, we'll, we'll figure out some, and, some way to use that one day. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not a huge Instagram person, but I, but I got into it for S4YA and then, yeah. And then I stopped doing that and then I got out of that habit. <laughs> yeah. And, the, the Instagram stories, it's, it's becoming a thing. Facebook's really trying to rip off Snapchat uh, as best they can with those things. They're trying. Uh, oh, so, they're trying. Know, ooh, they're trying. <laughs> uh, fi- finally, uh, you can send us an email at apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. And this show, Interdimensional RSS, maybe for your approval, and a whole lot more. Well, not a whole lot more. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. It's available over at apatheticenthusiasm.com. Boom. Look at that. Thank you, technology. Thank you, cloud, for for having all of that information available yeah. at my fingertips. Just, you know, just a, hand, just a handful more. Uh, I, you know, how do you measure? How do you measure a handful? Like you, this. Okay. All right. Maybe, for, that's two handfuls. Maybe for, like that much is a handful. <laughs> for those uh, who for those who can't see, you you have to understand that Travis not receiving the video version of <laughs> apathetic enthusiasm. He's he's holding his out his hands like a like a common popper. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have whatever's left on apatheticenthusiasm.com? Would would you would you say common popper? Common popper? Yeah. No. Like, is there an uncommon a, popper, like a like a purple or a blue popper? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a popper that like likes so to dress it up a little bit. And that was uh, a loot joke, by the way. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Like, did you did you steal that joke from somebody else? No, well, no, like a you know, like a blue or purple. They're uncommon. They're like wow. an epic popper. Oh gosh. Ah. <laughs> oh. We are off to a great start. Uh, by the way, uh, by the way, everyone, I just want to say that I'm also, I was sick. God dang it. I was sick when I made my road trip and we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. Uh, after I got to Travis's house and we're like, oh, let's record. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. No, let me have a fever. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, so I got out to here to Florida, which is where I am now. And then I was good for a day. And then Travis and I started talking about recording again. And guess where I am. <laughs> and it was like the plague has hit you. Uh, <laughs> not to mention you went back to work, which, you yeah. know, there's a whole new environment, new whole set new. of, you know, germs and things like that. But it has been a long time. Uh, this is probably not the longest gap that we've had uh, for Apathetic Enthusiasm because we sort of took all of Rick and Morty season three off yeah. uh, from this podcast. And, and we just. As we were like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna get that thing rolling again. We're gonna we're gonna bring apathetic enthusiasm back online. Uh, you decided to move, mm-hmm. and it was like, all right, well, we're not gonna podcast for like two months, uh, <laughs> and it was weird. Like it was, and I mean, know oh, you've been super busy because you have actually been moving from Hawaii to Florida. There was a huge road trip involved and like a uh, national holiday and all kinds of things. But for me, I've just been doing very little <laughs> like <laughs> uh b- wasting time on video games and yeah. uh you know just not recording podcasts or really i mean i've i've listened to a lot of podcasts but i'm not i wasn't super like in that mode where i'm like i gotta record this week i gotta 
Yeah. You know, I got to make sure we've got material. I got to make sure that the shows are all organized and set up. Like I, I was in the back of my mind thinking about interventional RSS and knowing that we had seasons one and two that were coming up and we we're going to, we're going to rehash those. And, you know, there's some social media like stuff going on where people are, you know, trying yeah. to yeah. like keep engaged. Here, here's, here's what it is for me. It's, it's having this in the back of your head. Right. Like, yeah. Like just a weight on your shoulders and it's, it's, it doesn't go away. Cause you're like, I know I have to get back into the, I have to get back into it, but I'm also not ready to get back into it <laughs> uh, because I'm enjoying the break, but knowing, knowing an anxiety's brewing, like, no, it, it's, it's, it's get almost like that. It. It, it's almost like a, like a two month snooze button. Like, you know, when you're in bed <laughs> and like you have to get up for work, you know, you do, but you hit snooze yeah. and occasionally like you fall back asleep, but you don't like fully fall asleep because like in the back of your mind, you know, you don't get to just keep sleeping. Yeah. You, like you didn't just beat the alarm clock. Like it's coming back <laughs> and, and you're gonna have to face it eventually. So, yeah. um, but, but at the same time you enjoy like sleeping like you enjoy a little bit of the rest that you get. So, uh, you Absolutely. know, it, it was nice. It was nice to take some time off, but at the same time I missed it. There were, there were a lot of times where I was just like, man, there's stuff going on that I would love to talk about <laughs> alone in a room, uh, yeah. into a microphone with Brandon somewhere else in the world. I was, I was getting, to, I was getting to a point with this break where, uh, the, the anxiety of having to come back was, trying to convince me that you actually, you know, you're probably better off not doing this anymore. <laughs> uh, right. Like the whole, like, you know what, this is this, you, you have other priorities in your life. Why, yeah. why are you going to yeah. go back to it? Why are you going to go back to it? You're, you're free. <laughs> you're free and clear now. <laughs> Who's going to miss it? Who? Who's Who? All the people on, on the internet that keep saying, Hey, we miss you guys. The, hand, the, ones that miss the it. handful of people. <laughs> yeah. The hand this many. This many, <laughs> exactly. uh, but there, but there have been some things going on. Do you want to talk about your trip at all? You want to talk about sort of the process of moving or anything <laughs> that went on? Uh, like I mean, the, I mean, it's most... not necess- you didn't necessarily do it in a conventional way. You uh, you <laughs> took a few stops along the way, visited some some historic <laughs> sites. That seems like the most boring uh, topic for a podcast. And, and, no, you're, you're not right. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Every, it, it absolutely is. Of everything we've uh, ever talked about on this show. Well, let's, Brandon, let's talk. Tell let's, us about okay. your process of driving across of country. Driving across the country. Like, like how do you where plan your, for it? Where is your headspace? Like, what <laughs> how, what kept you going? So, uh, uh, But, you know, I will. I will, Travis. I will talk about it. No, you've killed it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> All right. Day one. Uh, so we, so we, leave, <laughs> we, we, we wake up at dawn. <laughs> We leave. We leave Hawaii. We go to we go to Los Angeles so we can hang out with our families, and then uh, we we made a road trip from Los Angeles to Tampa. And instead of like going straight across on I forty for the most part, we were like, you know what? Let's be friends with <laughs> Travis and and Sheena, his wife and their family. Uh, and, <laughs> and so we went up there. Uh, and, and it just you, know, our son. It was the first time he was road tripping, so we wanted to we wanted to make a an adventure of it, and we 
we wanted like like make all these stops at these like sideshow attractions or side road attractions, whatever they're called, attraction. Yeah, sure. Roads roadside America. Roadside. And uh, we we did we did a handful of them. <laughs> uh, the theme. This uh, the episode will just <laughs> we're gonna be called, call this a handful of awesome. A handful of topics. Uh, there we go. We, we we didn't we didn't really see that many things. We saw like a graveyard. We went to a graveyard. <laughs> um, there was this like huge statue of this like bird person who's in charge of time and space. No, like, not that bird person. Not- uh, yeah, no, that was you sent me a picture of that thing and it so creepy. It was weird. Like I was like, who who took the time to like make this statue? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we we because it, it wasn't like it wasn't like a reference from any like story or anything that i had heard of i'm sure maybe it is from a thing but i don't i completely i just it just looked like a weird thing oh yeah he was, he was like the dream master or something from uh nightmare on elm street 3 it's not it was, it was weird <laughs> uh we, we stopped on a corner of winslow arizona we did that such um, a fine sight to see yeah and then i think that's about like the last time we we stopped and saw anything uh and, and then, then and then you got to our house on thanksgiving <laughs> Uh, and we, we promptly kicked the remaining house guests I had from Thanksgiving out yeah. so that we could just hang out and, and play, play VR. PUBG. And yeah, <laughs> um, did that. And then you introduced me to HQ. Yes. Uh, while HQ you were trivia. H- HQ, HQ trivia. Uh, <laughs> which honestly, like uh, the countdown song for HQ uh, is like, my family's theme song right now nice. and i would love to have it as like uh like a ringtone um because it just it gets me it gets maybe maybe an alarm clock if i could use it as a as a as a tone for like setting my alarm in the morning i'd uh, hop out of bed ready to answer questions i'd be stoked yeah that that's probably be my theme song for my new job where i'm like i need to ask and answer a lot of questions and i don't know five that. four uh yeah, so I think you found out about HQ via Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for uh, for those of you out there who don't even know what HQ is, HQ Trivia, it's an app for the iPhone. It's coming for it's coming out uh, on Android devices soon. If it's not out already, I heard Christmas Day oh, okay. was was the intended release date for Android. Which uh, good luck, good good luck on yeah. that day. Uh, we'll, and we'll talk about their technical difficulties, I think, in a little bit. But uh, HQ Trivia, it's basically uh, it's a live stream. I think they may have used like Periscope or something like that, that kind of infrastructure to live stream. There's a host, Scott Rogowski, uh, the, the Trap Trebek, <laughs> um, the Semitic Sajak. Uh, <laughs> and, and basically it's 12 questions. And, and everyone's watching, like 400000 I think it got up to today. And 12 questions, $1,500 usually is the, the, the amount. And you have to get yeah. through all 12 questions to win. And then yep. whoever, if there's like 12 people who won, then the 1500 would get split up. And I say 1500 today, uh, but by the time this airs, it might be up to 2000 because they keep raising it. It started off at like 500 when when I first hopped in. Yeah, their, their largest game which is typically Sunday nights. Uh, wasn't it 10 grand last yeah. week? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. 10 grand and they did another game right after. Yeah, that's right. For another 10. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's fast paced. It definitely presents the feel of being on a game show in a lot of ways because, uh, 
it's it's presented to a large audience but you're you're actively participating uh i i, I saw an interview where uh with with the host uh scott rogowski and uh there's no and, e and he was talking about the uh the fomo effect of of like n- because it's at a certain time it is live at three and nine p.m every weekday and then eastern and then 9 yeah. p.m on, on, on weekends eastern time yeah and like a lot of people drop whatever they're doing including some offices ac- across the country who will like shut down for 15 minutes during the day <laughs> to play hq and you know it, it is cool it's cool to kind of be in and it's 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 a nice little break in the middle of your day if, if you have the time to do it um but they and and if you like trivia i mean which i think yeah. we both have an affinity for trivia in general so uh, the potential to win some money is really cool the questions they range quite a bit. They get they're, they seem super easy early on sometimes, and then by the end, I feel like it's a shot in the dark. Yeah, and and so it's, it's, you it's, have it, to either be like a Jeopardy type person who knows that much trivia, or just lucky guess. Just guess, yeah. Uh, because it's 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 only there are only three answers that you can choose from. So you know you it's a one one out of three chance. Uh, but yeah, like usually what I found is. Like first two questions, super easy. Uh, like the first question tonight was uh, about popcorn. Like, yeah, what does popcorn come from? Corn kernels, corn dogs, or corn leaves? <laughs> right. And then like the second question is, is super easy as well. And then I think the difficulty like jumps up exponentially at question four. Usually, that's the yeah. that's the question where it's like, okay, well, now I'm starting to guess. Uh, so I mean. Other than that, it's I mean pretty standard trivia. It's it's actually from from the the group that that came up with uh, Vine. Oh, Vine! If, if you've if you've been around uh, the smartphone now, yeah. social stuff for a while, uh, Vine recently uh, died. Uh, R.I.P. Vine. Um, I jumped on Vine pretty early, um, but didn't stick with the platform. Like I I thought it was a cool idea, but I just I w- it wasn't a at a time in my life where I could like make quick little videos all the time. Yeah. And so, uh, I was, I was, I liked sort of how creatives would take the platform and really do cool. Um, the people that would do like little mini stories in like 15 seconds and really embrace the platform. I thought it was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously the, the team there proved that they could make something worthwhile. And so now they're, they're, yeah, they're doing this trivia game show, uh, right now, I think all the prize money has been fronted by like angel investors and and people that have just are believing in in the system. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, when you're having to give away sums of money once or twice a day every week, uh, it doesn't leave apparently enough in 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 the in the in the pot for infrastructure uh and and maybe maybe yeah. it's just maybe it's just a situation of them growing faster than they can expand uh but hq because it is live and because it is streaming to such a large audience now on on some nights uh they are running with into some significant tef- technical difficulties uh initially i thought when i first started playing i thought it was on my end i was like yeah. oh is my internet like yep. having issues do, do I have to switch networks? Oh, maybe my Wi-Fi is a problem. We, we, and, we, and, we're, and we're like on the road trip and we're driving. And then like we, we thought 
whenever whenever it came up and then we'd we'd pull over <laughs> on the side of the, the right. highway whatever uh and we were like oh well of course because we're on we're on lte in the middle of nowhere of course the the service is gonna be bad uh but you know you, but you're right like everyone thinks that it's their fault but as as the the viewership and the participation gets so much you know the the pipe that goes into whatever their servers that that they have the series it's, of tubes that is the internet it's 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 being strained like chelsea asked me whatever like last night or the night before like uh what do you think the problem is like i they just have so many people and they i don't know if they prepared for the 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 massive amount of response that they were going to get out of this i don't th- i yeah, don't think they expected it and i don't think that their technicians or their uh, server farm <laughs> is is doing is, is good enough right now. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's part of it, and I think I think it's it's possible for them to to overcome that, uh, you know, with time and money and and throwing throwing tech at it. Um, and I think that's realistically my only major gripe with the service right now is, I mean, they're giving away free money every day. Um, and usually I, I don't get past, I think the top question I've gotten to is like eight or nine uh, and that's with an extra life. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, like I have, I haven't taken any of their money yet. So, um, I appreciate what they're doing. I, I wish the platform well, I think it's a really awesome idea and yeah, I don't know. I, if you want to sign up, uh, use juggle Mino as a, or, or Steve, Steve the heap. heap. Uh, Half of you use juggle Mino. The other half use Steve, the heap, uh, and we'll get some extra lives out of you guys. Yeah. No, the, the, the game, the game is really cool. And you know, even the, the thing about the, the giving away free money, like even if you win, there's a good chance that you're going to be with like 15 or like 150 other people. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, so they're going to split that, you know, 1500 up. And then it's just like I've seen it where people like have only won like fifty cents before. They yeah, they, they get yeah. through all twelve questions and they win fifty cents because they're like with seven hundred other people. Um, but then you get a night like the ten grand nights, and the, I think the first game people walked away with like two hundred a pop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the highest I've gotten, Travis. I remember the night well. <laughs> was I was I was on a date with Chelsea in in California in Granada Hills, and we were at a bookstore, and you, and of course we're we're on a date, and we're like, oh, there's a notification now. It's it's HQ time. It's HQ time. Drop what you're doing. HQ time. Drop what we're doing. We're, um, we're just wandering around the bookstore with our phones in our in our hand, listening to Scott, and I got all the way up to question eleven. All right, and the the question was a Paul Verhoeven director question who he directed robocop and basic instinct and total recall and showgirls and uh, starship troopers anyways uh the question was which of these movies didn't or did he direct and the the movie was turkish delight and i got that wrong and that was question 11 all right and so then of course i don't know if you do this but like sometimes if I'm far enough along, like, okay, let me see what the other questions are. So I won't feel bad. Oh yeah. Even, even, even if I'm only like halfway through, there are times where I'll just watch the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, so the next question came up and then it was a union Pacific question about the railroad that goes across the U S I was like, 
that's that's an easy that's an easy question. <laughs> and it was and it was it was a thousand dollars at that point in time, and there was only like fifteen people who won, and I was so, uh, I was like <laughs> a torn up for the night. But anyways, I I, I love I love HQ, and you asked the question before, and I didn't answer it because we got into what HQ actually was. But uh, yeah, uh, Mike McMahon, Mike yeah McMahon, uh, who writes for Rick and Morty. I saw his him say something about HQ trivia way back in like November yeah. uh, or, or October. And I was like, Oh, what is this? He's like, I'm addicted. So I, I had to try it out. And then he got me addicted. And then we had a conversation. Me and Mike had a conversation. About yeah. That. Just chatting it up on the old uh, <laughs> Twitter mentions there. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think it's good. Uh, there are times where I will drop everything for HQ. There are other times when I will definitely not. Uh, one of those times is in a movie theater <laughs> and uh like last night like when last night. i went to go see uh what's what's uh, the, the last the last starfighter stars the last starfighter that's it yeah um yeah so we went uh we both went friday night to go see star wars the last jedi um and i think i think this is you know normally we would do like a hey uh, here's our spoiler-free review, hey. and then, hey, here's Spoilers. our spoiler review. Um, <laughs> we're just going to talk about the movie. Uh, so if you have not seen Star Wars The Last Jedi, which I know a lot of people uh, either have gotten tickets late or, or weren't able to get out opening weekend, uh, and you are afraid of spoilers, this is my uh, traditional get-out-of-jail-free card. We are going to be talking about the movie so thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Uh, rate, comment, subscribe, all those things. Follow us uh, on Twitter. Bye. And then, and then, you know, just put it on pause, leave this episode in the hopper. And then after you go see the last Jedi, just hit play again. And, and, and we can have the same conversation. It'll still be here. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking it's of hopper, of podcasting, I, speaking of hopper, uh, I finished uh, stranger things, uh, season two, but I just wanted oh. to throw that out there. That's oh, not a good. spoiler. That's not part of the spoiler. That's not, not a spoiler. No. Not a spoiler. Uh, I'll, so this podcast will be there for you. Uh, assuming your uh, ISP hasn't hasn't put us in a specific, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, that's its pay, own pay scale. That's its uh, which own I topic. think maybe we'll close the show with that. Maybe we'll close the show with with uh, the rule of the empire here. Yes. Uh, and anyway, <laughs> uh, so so the last Jedi, it's out. Uh, rating a I think a ninety three uh, on Rotten Tomatoes for their critic review, certified fresh. And yeah. and these are not updated numbers, but last I checked, it was about a 58, 54, 58 uh, on audience approval. So yeah. a little divisive here, Brandon. And we spent a good hour last night on Discord. We did. Uh, having what did. really should have been a recorded... <laughs> conversation uh it it was almost like uh, a dress rehearsal for a podcast uh but we talked a lot about the movie last night and uh and i guess we'll just start with how did you feel leaving the theater uh, after the last jedi last night was was so much of a dress rehearsal that you know i just i don't have the energy to 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 fight it today uh um so i i left the theater you know with whenever i see a movie with chelsea the first one of the first things he said, so what'd you think of the movie? Did you like it? Um, and my immediate answer was delayed. And, it, and, and, and to me that, that speaks something already where, yeah. 
I know I, no, I want to I want to cut you off for just a second yeah. because I delayed my comments, but I forced my kids to delay their comments because we were walking through the theater. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't want them to inadvertently say something that would spoil anyone coming into the theater yeah. for, for a future showing. Um, but I totally get what you're saying. Like I totally, I was like, well, what, what, what I, when and I all say, I had was like little kids to talk to about it. So yeah. it, was, it was weird. Like when I, when I, I, when I say immediate, like I, I never, I, I never, we never like come out of a movie and just to me like, so what'd you think? Like, Oh yeah, I really loved it when he found out he was dead the entire time. Like, <laughs> Like yeah, he was a ghost the whole time. We get to the car first because we don't like was, we don't like talking around people. It was a sled. <laughs> Who would have known? It was a come on, come on, Wells. How how Orwellian of you? Um, yeah. So we got to the car. She asked me, and and it took me a minute. And you know, I overall up front, I liked the movie, but I I don't I didn't love it and. Uh, I didn't, and and I, I preface all that by saying, you know, people might say like, ah, you gotta you gotta watch it again. You have to temper your hype. You know, I went in hype free and and I loved it. I I tempered the shit out of my hype before going in, <laughs> um, and I had that hype on lock. It yeah. was it was controlled. Um, no, I my hype was was relatively high. I will admit. Uh, I I watched Force Awakens yesterday afternoon while my kids were at school and I was out of work, uh, <laughs> and and I was I was gearing up, I was ready, I was pumped. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know I I don't know if I was at full hype, but I was definitely excited <laughs> to, yeah. to go see it. Um, so yeah, I, it was good, but I didn't love it. And and we 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 put our initial rating, uh, we talked about our initial rating, and I put it at like a seven seven and a half. Um, you, I don't know. Have you changed your opinion yet? Uh, so I was, I was at like a seven, eight, um, sort of, uh, I think I sent a 7.5 to you in, in messenger. Um, I walked out of the theater with, uh, carrying a sleeping six year old, uh, my own child, not just a random one I found. Um, but my 10 and eight year old were, were psyched. They loved it. Um, my son gave it like a 100 out of 100. Um, <laughs> Allie gave it, rated it in the high 90s. These are his words, by the way. He he was like, one, first he said on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give it? I give it 100. <laughs> and I was like, what? That And he's like, I mean, a scale of 1 to 100. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Um, but for me, this was, my oldest has been into Star Wars since The Force Awakens. Uh, my second in line, uh, this was the first time he went to a star wars movie like in the theater and he's hooked now he's super into it so that aspect of it there are a couple parts that maybe we'll get to in this conversation where like he like stuff happened and they both looked at me like oh that was awesome and i was like yes it was welcome (laughs) yeah welcome to the dark side welcome to awesome Uh, stuff (laughs) so like Initially walking out of the theater, I was at about an eight. By the time I got home, I was at like 7.5. And I I do allow that to change potentially on a rewatch of the movie. Mm-hmm. But as as you were kind of saying, like there there were moments in this film where I just kind of like I wasn't blown away and I wasn't I didn't walk out like, yeah, like this is 
this is all great. Yeah. Um, they're, and, they're... and a, a lot of the criticism that was in the force awakens, like I kind of, I, I didn't ha- take any issue with. So I get being on that other side of the coin where a lot of people had things they didn't like about the force awakens. They said it was too much like, you know, episode four, the original movie. And, um, I, I forgave it that. And I felt like it was more, you know, inspired by it than copying homework and changing it a little. Uh, yeah so, yeah um that 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 whole part about I, I i've seen on on twitter people who are like uh people who like the movie and they're like and now all the people who are like oh the force awakens wasn't different enough now they're hating on the last jedi because it's too different and and it's i i don't know if they realize that it's very likely that the that those are either two separate people <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or maybe that less Jedi also is not also is not that great in, in, in a lot of ways. Like I, in during the movie, this is, this is how I know this is how I, this is how I know that I had issues with it coming out of it. I, I'll, I'll just, I'll say it. I'll say it out loud. That whole casino part was prequely. Uh, it kind of broke up when he said, did you say prequely? Yeah, I said prequely. Okay, okay, yeah, because that's the exact word that I was thinking. Yeah, okay, <laughs> um, yeah. Now I want I want to be transparent. I, I want to be fair to the listener uh, and set the stage for for my experience. But I I bought five tickets to see the Last Jedi the day they went on sale, uh, and because I'm that kind of person, uh, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Like my kids are old enough. Um, like let's all go as a family two years ago when we saw the force awakens, it was me and you and Sheena and your father-in-law. Um, and like it was, it was an adult, like it was an adult group thing. And, and then two days later I took Allie cause she's my oldest and she was like eight and she could like, she was kind of into star Wars already. And we had done like, let's watch every other star Wars movie that's come out up to that point. So she was like, she was excited about it. But my other kids, no, they were not. They were not ready. And so, in that time, in this last two years, like they've gone and seen some Marvel movies, they've gone and seen some other stuff, and I'm like, okay, like they're ready. They can, they can handle a trip to the theater. And then Sheena <laughs> books a ticket <laughs> to California the weekend the movie comes out because her sister has a baby. They're having a family reunion. Don't and sisters like, have babies Star all Wars. the time? star war so so i was like you know what that's fine that's fine i'm still gonna go i'm still gonna bring the kids i'm gonna grab some dude from work because i have the extra ticket but i was distracted Mm -hmm. for off and on for maybe the first 30 minutes of the movie until my until my six-year-old fell asleep which is sort of what i was banking on even though i did give her candy when we got to the theater uh like i i couldn't be fully immersed and but the but by the time they got like to that casino planet and stuff i was like what the heck is going on right now like yeah like is like you've got the resistance who's in a ship moving just fast enough to you know not get taken out by uh the first order or whatever and like and they're just kind of doing that for the first hour what hour plus of this movie yeah um and and it's all semi-interesting like oh wow they're 
they're losing their support ships. Like the fleet is their fleet is completely being decimated. Uh, it looks like they are done for. If Finn and what's her name, Rose, 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 yes, the uh, only, the if, only normal named character in the entire <laughs> series, FN two one eight seven or whatever his, his original number is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like if they can't go to Vegas and get a hacker to you know a code breaker, and they end up finding Benicio del Toro, like yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just I don't. I wasn't. I, we, it we, didn't work for me. We, it did not work for me. We didn't. We didn't talk about this much last night, but uh, I, I, I wanted to bring up Benicio del Toro. Uh, so they go to this. This they go to this planet because they need to basically. Uh, the the cruiser is trying to get away from the star destroyer because the star destroyer can track them through through light or hyperspace, and they only have enough fuel for one more jump. Uh, but if if so, if they jump, then they run out of fuel, and then the star destroyer is right behind them, and it will kill them. So, so Poe and Finn and this new character Rose come up with a plan to break onto the star destroyer uh, and and deactivate the tracking so they can jump to hyperspace. Well, they they need a master hacker for that, so they go down to a planet, a, a casino planet, because they talk to Maz Kamada or whatever, who's who's doing her random like a weird she's hologram space battle that she's doing yeah uh, it's a union dispute according to Moss or whatever yeah, labor it, dispute it's so that's weird whatever so 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 finn and rose go down this casino planet to look for this specific hacker who has like a rose lapel and so they they go down and they 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 find who it is but then they get arrested because they parked illegally on a beach uh and then in the prison they find benicio del toro who it turns out to be a master hacker as well. Uh, so what I wanted to say was I, I, I felt for a, a long period of time that it was going to turn out that Benicio del Toro was the master hacker that they were looking for because, yeah, cause yeah. Justin, like there was going to be some, like they didn't, they misunderstood Maz's instructions or like, and they're like that guy with the red palm bloom or whatever like wasn't the actual red palm bloom like the, he was going to have it like somewhere else on his jacket or he was going to have you know and like it was going to be revealed at that moment you're like yeah this was actually the guy serendipity woo or or or, or that benicio del toro lost it in gambling right or something like that <laughs> or that yeah that's that's another possible uh, because because justin thoreau is is the person that they see with this red palm bloom or whatever yeah and and that that was like a little cringeworthy part because like, I don't know. That was that was weird. He's like he's at a craps table, surrounded by two alien chicks, and then yeah, he's like he speaks all hoity-toity. He's got like a li- he's got a little <laughs> bit of like prosthetics or something on to make him just like a little bit not himself. It seems like, or maybe it's just the way he, they did his hair and his makeup or whatever. But like he looks a little. He doesn't look like he's stepped out of the leftovers. But yeah. like, I don't know. Like. I'm going to I'm going to say that maybe just all of the popular actors that they brought in for this one like I had an issue with a little bit and it's because I didn't think of them as Star Wars characters I thought of them as like oh 
there's a collector you from play. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, you're you're another you're from the leftovers. You're 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 you know I I it just it so I, I think that was sort of like pulled me out a little bit too. I don't know. I don't I, I know it's not fair and I know there's like a lot of people who love Star Wars including actors who would love the opportunity to be in a Star Wars film and yeah, by all means like get, yeah. Yeah. But I I think I think it was just at a time where I was already so critical of the casino sequence and and everything that was going on there. And and why, and why were you critical of the the casino sequence? Just let's let's just, just throw it out there. It vi- visually it didn't feel to me like a a Star Wars type of environment. It it felt too earth to me. Oh. Um like I'm sure all the casino games were a little bit different. They were a little bit off. Like they all seemed, you had a version of like a slot machine. You had a version of like a craps table, but everyone was for more or less in sort of like some sort of formal outfit that looked like a tuxedo or some sort of like other, you know, like normal thing. And then you just had aliens in a casino. Like it just looked like a casino. Here's a problem, man is, you know, there are subverting expectations, Travis, (laughs) <laughs> and and you just don't like your expectations subverted. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I get the whole like the whole takeaway for that. Like if you if you want to argue with me like why that scene was necessary. Like there's two things that I've kind of come up with in the last twenty four hours. Okay. One is that you have to, if you are working on an angle where there's any kind of love triangle between Finn, Rose, and Ray, you can't force a relationship between Finn and Rose when they haven't really done anything together. Like, I feel like you need to send them on some sort of a mission together. You need to send them to go have an experience. And then, obviously, the situation where Rose saves Finn at the end on on that salt planet, like, that, that kind of cements it. Like, that's like, all right, there's definitely something that's developed. There's a connection between these two. Oh, by the way, Ray's back. You kind of had feelings for her before too. So what, what's the like, sec- what's the second one? Uh, it's the the situation with the the war money, like where they're trying to talk about a a part of the galaxy that we don't really get into that much, and that's that there are war profiteers that are selling, you know, TIE fighters and X-Wings and, and walkers to both sides and profiting off of it. And they're kind of letting the war happen while they enjoy the the, the money. The fruits of their know. labors. Exactly. <laughs> um, which is a part of, like, how, how do you feel about that political, you know, side of Star Wars? Um my here's here's my issue i guess with it is uh with with the movie in general i i've seen a lot of people who are defending the the film uh saying uh that you know here there's there's all these themes about loss and about moving forward and um all all the all this type of stuff but my issue is not with the themes, which are good, and I can see the themes within the the story and the characters' development. I can see all of that, 
my my issue is in many ways the execution isn't isn't all there and so this this war profiteering aspect of the film is so minuscule in the grand scheme of things it's almost mm-hmm. it's almost like a a, a a passing comment where it's like right. oh yes also there's thought also there's there's war profiteering keep that in mind right. keep that in mind in the back of your head yeah just let's lock up that little nugget it's, it's back to the show <laughs> it's like in, in rogue one like the the gray area of the rebel alliance is much more there throughout the whole thing so if you're going to commit to like hey yeah we're we're heroes but we also have to make sacrifices in in some ways you have to you have to go all in with it you can't just you can't you can't take a side politically and then just like throw a dollar at it and be like, okay, cool. I did it. Yeah. I, I, I paid yeah. my dues. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I, we've, we've kind of, we've kind of, uh, been dwelling on the things that, that caused us, uh, sort of not to be happy with the film. Yeah. But I have to say there was a, a point and I think it might've been when, they went light speed through uh, Snoke's <laughs> ship. Um, it was around that time when I was back in it, and I was I was in for the rest of the film. And I, I want to say probably like the 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 whole last half of the film, uh, I was fine with uh, yeah. for, for for the most part. I mean, obviously there are little things where I was like, eh. but maybe that's just some some leftover cynicism from the first half of the film. Um, <laughs> But like I really, I enjoyed, uh, I I kind of enjoyed throughout the the Kylo Ray. Uh, I'm I'm gonna steal your term, uh, force skyping. Uh, yeah, that they, I, that I, I can't take credit for that. I saw I saw. Oh, okay. it on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> um, like I don't know. It was interesting to kind of see these two people that are still relatively young in the force. Obviously, Kylo's far more advanced in in his training, but. Um, and, and just the way that they are two sides of a coin, uh, that is being manipulated by Snoke and, uh, and, and how that all kind of came together. And in the result, like it, it was Snoke's downfall, Mm -hmm. uh, him trying to meddle with the two of them. And then it did bring them together, albeit for a short period of time, uh, they did kind of like join forces and I, and I kind of dug that fight scene. I know you didn't feel like it was um, as expertly choreographed as, as maybe some other fight scenes. You felt it should have been punched up a little bit more yeah, with uh, Jedi stuff. Like I I don't want to speak for you. I'll let you, I'll I, let you say I, I think I, I just think it's um, a little too soon to say that that's the best lightsaber battle in the history of the series. That's oh, yeah. that, that's no, my, that's I my only, that like far. I've seen, I've seen people say that and I'm like, okay. okay, slow down a little bit, slow down just a, <laughs> just a tad. Like, cool your jets, it's, man. It's good, but it was like a more of a brawl. It felt like more of a brawl than it felt like a, like sure. a supremely uh, choreographed fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that. What, what did you, what did you think? Uh, so yes. So Supreme leader Snoke is murdered at the, towards the end of this movie and like kind of like, before the third act begins, Kylo's got daddy issues. Kylo, he can't. Yeah, he, he does, can't yeah. have him around. <laughs> he he runs a lightsaber through every one of them. It's it's a it's a it's a made it's a big critique of of some 
uh, some viewers that uh, Snoke dies so early in this trilogy, this this new trilogy. Right. What did you What yeah. do you think about that? Yeah, I I was always sort of on the fence about Snoke in general because he seems to come out of nowhere in the force awakens. Like there's like, I don't know why he, where he comes from or, or why he's there and why he's got sort of the, the rule over the first order and all this thing. Like I, like his backstory was never really there. So, and I mean, I guess if they gave us that and developed him more and, and kind of, but he was just sort of like a, Hey, we need a guy who is the emperor and who can kind of be in charge of Kylo and the person that Kylo is the apprentice under make a CG version guy. Like, yeah. you know, like I, like, so I was never fully invested in him. And I, and so when he died, I was like, Oh, obviously he's a major character and he's got, he's obviously super powerful cause he exhibits that in the throne room, but he's gone now. He's, okay. He's gone. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, yeah, this, this, this is one of the, this is one of those things that I didn't have an issue with whatsoever. Um, I will say that Andy circus, this is one of the, the few roles that he's been in where you're like, yeah, you didn't need CGI for that. You didn't, you didn't need mocap. Uh, you could have yeah. played that just fine. You don't, you don't need mocap for that stuff. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I, I liked it. I I liked that Snoke is killed so early on because I said this when we talked about the force awakens many moons ago with, when I was talking about Kylo Ren and about how his, like his like spurts of anger and his like, uh, his just emotional state. This is how the rise of Darth Vader should have been in the prequels. Like this kind of like unhinged raw power that he's he's having a hard time controlling and and yeah. and mixing and matching with his emotions. And so for Kylo, Kylo Ren, him killing off Snoke is a great way for him to become the actual main bad guy of the trilogy, right? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, absolutely. We're like watching absolutely. his ascent into this this badass, the the main villain, right? The Darth yeah. Vader. Uh, so so I like that, and and in order to do that, you have to get rid of Snoke. You have to make sure yeah, that he absolutely. is the one in charge. Yeah, uh, and 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 the and the way in which it happens is it shows how unconventional Kylo Ren is, and still how how much he is sort of struggling with things because you know, like he's for him, like to basically save Ray in that moment. Um and and come to her defense like it's like i don't like there is still good in him or or it's just he's trying to draw her into his side but in either case he feels like it's better for him to have ray alive than snoke so i don't know i felt like that was really interesting uh i i, I did dig the fight scene uh moving on from there you know the the silence in in the in the hyperspace yeah. through or or light light speed through uh Snoke ship was pretty awesome but then it is quickly followed by a fight scene in the wreckage of that ship where 
Finn and Rose have <laughs> to escape Captain Phasma, and and who is the champion that comes to their aid? None other than BB-8 driving an ATST that he hotwired <laughs> himself. WTF? Um, I'm all for fun. I'm all for lighthearted moments in Star Wars. I think it's part of what gives it its charm. Uh, but that that pushed a, a line for me when he's like, meow, meow, like, and it's like clunkily, like walking along. And I was just like, I, I don't yeah. I, My kids are cracking up. My kids love it. Um, but, and I was just kind of like, all right, well, sure. I, I had a, I had Why a logical not? disconnect, um, with when BB-8, okay. So, so BB-8's in the ATST and then he saves Finn and Rose and, and then a start stormtroopers like blow up the top that actually reveals that BB-8's controlling it. So then it's basically yeah. BB-8 on top of the ATST with just the legs, just the legs yeah. of the ATST. And then Rose and Finn are on the ground, and then the next scene they're they're up on top of the ATST with BB-8, and then they're the this 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 threw me off. The ATST is running, and and it make it makes sense that that in the future these robots should be able to run, but we hadn't seen that happen at all in Star Wars yet. So it was a little like, hey, wait, wait. What? <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been like 30 40 years, man. Like <laughs> they've upgraded the tech. These these things can run now, man. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess I, I the the running of the ATST was was kinda less goofy. of a concern to me than the ball goofy. droid that was that was making <laughs> uh, everything but the, happen. But then the, the like the very next scene after that is them already on the the Imperial transport. And 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 the, so there's just we we talked about it a little bit last night, but there's like timing uh, the the chronology of the yeah. of things is, is a little kind of jaunty. Yeah, and I think just overall, it seems like uh, when when the resistance fleet is trying to escape and they're slowly being picked off, like this happens over the course of a few hours, maybe half a day, a day tops. Like if if you know the the um the adventure that Finn and them go on, that's all happening. Uh, time sensitive, like very critical timing for them to get the, the code breaker and get everything done uh, before they run out of fuel. And in the meantime, we're, we're going back and forth to Ray who is with Luke and who is spending several days with Luke and, and beginning her training after following him around and seeing him, milk giraffe walrus things and like <laughs> all the things that he does in his spare time and and she's also you know doing the force skyping and all that stuff and it feels like a much more significant period of time is passing in that part of the storyline than what we're seeing happen with the resistance fleet mm. like you know trudging along uh, and, and for and then and then so then you get into like the small little more spe- specific pieces and it's like yeah okay like sure okay they escaped and apparently got to the ship that every everyone's been trying to escape on <laughs> right uh, yeah, all yeah. day like I don't, I don't know it's weird um, uh, I, but yeah I don't know it's I, some of the I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna not think about that until I go see it again yeah. 
and then see maybe if it feels just go, more natural. Just go see it again. Just go see it again, Travis. I oh, I am. I I definitely am. I want I want to I want to I want to say this. Uh, I it's whenever I watch a movie, if it's easier for me to find things to criticize, I it's it's not uh uh spectacular movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean that's a big word. I didn't I don't want to go that that large with it, but like if if my first inclination is to be like, well, okay, I can be nitpicky cuz I'm not nitpicky with movies usually. I'm like I go in, yeah. I enjoy it and then uh then I read stuff and then people are like, "Oh yeah, this." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I guess that is right." Um but I, there's there's lots of things for me to be nitpicky with this movie. Now, saying that, and, and and I wonder, I wonder, Brandon, it's it's sometimes those we love the most that we can be the harsh, the harshest towards, um, and I and I could g- genuinely say that's probably a, a position where I'm coming from here. Yeah, uh, where like, and I I felt feels in the Force Awakens. I mm-hmm. I I experienced moments, uh. And and that didn't happen for me quite quite the same way yeah. in uh, the Last Jedi. There were there's definitely moments where I was like, "That's awesome! This is really cool! This is really fun!" Yeah, um, there were awesome and, parts. And I was, but but I didn't I didn't step out of the theater going like, "Yeah, best movie like, I was since like, Empire." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, all yeah, right, that's that's pretty good." Cool. I'm excited for the next one. <laughs> yeah, there were there were some really great scenes and segments in the movie. The 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 themes of it, like the the whole idea of um like us latching on to our heroes and our legends, which is, you know, a big thing about Star Wars, right? Like like Han. Yeah, we Chewie. should definitely talk about this before we wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, Leia, Luke, like they're all they're the heroes of Star Wars. And that's a big that's a big theme of it is well, at the end of the day, they they are just people and we're idolizing them to to uh probably a to their detriment, right? And that's that's where Luke is coming from, why he's a hermit. Yeah, so there's there's the two there's the two aspects of that same thought. Luke talking about the Jedi and what they represent and who they were, um, and how it was almost a perversion of what the Force is and what it means. Um, maybe not so much as midichlorians, but like the fact that the Jedi. Like it was, it was, it was what Ray thought. Like the the Jedi use the Force, and they're awesome, and they can lift rocks, and you know, like fight with laser swords. <laughs> but like the some of the things that the Jedi were doing to bring balance, they weren't really bringing balance. They were they were shifting the balance towards their side of of doing things and the things that they, um, the way they saw the world, um, but. And 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 a lot of the things that they did, like, they, it didn't always work out so well. And and I I do like how how Yoda in his in his appearance, his cameo, if you will, <laughs> uh, he he talks about you know we have to teach our failures too. We we have to we have to talk about the things that we didn't do right and 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 grow from those things. Um, and I thought that was I thought that was big, and I thought that was maybe something that Luke 
lost sight of. Um, yeah. And, and, and in part because he didn't have a significant period of time training under another Jedi. He, he kind of had to, he, he went to the, the online college of, <laughs> of Jedi training. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, where you just get like you get a certificate after an eight week course. <laughs> yeah, he got a cert. He got a Jedi certification. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's such a, a a big a big theme of it. And the other theme is when we think of Ray and we think of Rose and we think of Finn. Um, you think of these characters in in Dameron Poe Dameron. You think of characters who came from nothing really. And yeah. are now and and are, are the new heroes of the trilogy, and that you don't have to be a someone of uh, a Skywalker lineage to be important right. in in this universe. Um, which, which one would argue that the Skywalker lineage started from from nothing? Yeah, you know, uh, depending on how many movies back you want to go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's uh you know they can they can come up from from anything, um. But we you talk about you talked about all the people dying uh, off like uh, Luke and Han in the in the last one and things like that. Like uh, Kylo kind of had this repeated thing like let the past die, um. You know, and and I'm wondering if they're if they're doing that in the, in Star Wars where like. So much of the great moments in The Force Awakens were the moments that brought us back to the original trilogy, where it's like uh, Han and Chewie walking back onto the Millennium Falcon, just panning over to the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Like, those moments were like, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, there they are. Like, uh, oh, oh, there's Leia. Oh, okay. And, like, those were our heroes of the past. The very end of the film, there's Luke. He's He turns around. Like, but these these characters can't carry the whole series. And this was sort of a little bit of that passing of the torch where it's like the resistance is down to nothing. And the, and the only real heroes left that we, that we had, you know, in the past are, are not long for this world. So, or this galaxy. Um, yeah, they, there's a, uh, I'm trying to keep these two points in my head, uh, which is, about the past dying, Kylo saying the past dying. Um, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll say that. I think I, th- I think I might. I think the logic in my brain has has worked out. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk about. It. So, like one of the last shots of of the movie uh, is like no one no one responded to our distress signal. How are we supposed to rebuild the rebellion? <clears throat> and it's it's like uh, I I don't know what you would call the shot, but it was just kind of like a, a photo shoot of. All the all the heroes that are left of the resistance becoming the rebellion. Then it's like yeah. Ray and Poe and and Leia and all of them. And it's like just like a spread shot of them. And it's like and and, and that along with your thought is a statement of this is this is the future of the the series. Like these are the people right. now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That and the kid who can force pull his broom at the end well with his I, I was i was gonna ring. leave that i was i was okay that's a, that's a separate that's a separate point that's okay. that's th- that's point number three uh along with the 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 past dying which is uh you know kylo wants to pass to die and right as he's he's fighting what he doesn't know is uh 
force projected Luke, right? Where right. where Luke says to him, "If you strike me down, I'll always be with you," but, right? Just like Han is. That, mm-hmm. uh, you know that that's that's another statement on that. In like, yeah, like we're gonna be gone, but like you, yeah, the past doesn't die. Like you're not gonna forget us. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna carry the past with you. Like it's it's gonna become part of who you are. Yeah, and and you can't shake that. So. Um, but which you could read into and, and say, all right, so these characters are affected by their interactions with those previous heroes. And we're going to get the, the, the heroes of the future films, uh, that, that are inspired by the others. And, exactly. Um, exactly. Right. And that leads into broom boy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because at the very end of the movie, he's, uh, one of the, the slave kids on the casino planet is, is telling a story about how Luke this legend, this myth of Luke standing up to these, these eight, these adats, these new adats, and and Kylo Ren. Yeah, I think it's some fancy other version of it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm not at that echelon of fandom, unfortunately. Uh, and then and then he goes off, and then he force collects a broom, and he looks off at the stars, and then he has like the Resistance or Rebel Alliance ring, and mm-hmm. it's like, again, it's saying we're coming up from nothing and we have hope. And this is how we build, rebuild the, the, the rebel Alliance is like hope a little bit at a time. Um, yeah. which I, I want to say this about that, this movie, it doesn't feel like a middle movie. It feels like a perfect way to end, uh, a trilogy with, a like we're moving on like bad, yeah. bad stuff will yeah. always happen. There'll always be bad. There'll always be good. But at the end of the day, at the end of the evening, when we're looking at the stars, there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. Yeah, and you're right. You you said yesterday that uh, you you questioned whether or not the entire film could have existed in an opening crawl for another film, um, in like the three paragraphs of text. <laughs> I feel like we could probably get at least two paragraphs of text out of this film. Um, I but I. But I am thankful to have seen it. Uh, I think I would have felt ripped off if we had skipped this film and then just said, you know, uh, you know, Ray trained with Luke. Uh, Luke had a change of heart. He's dead now. Paragraph two. <laughs> uh, the resistance is in shambles. Snoke is dead. Kylo turned on him paragraph three like <laughs> like i i there was definitely some things that like i felt deserved uh you know the screen time um so yeah and and but it did it it's it's changed course for the series a little bit and um and we'll see where they go from here but i i'm i'm still in it yeah I'm, and I'm, I'm definitely in for a han solo uh you know origin story type type film next year um, I, th- I think, I think I walked out of rogue one like pumped and, and I think I didn't feel the same way walking out of this mm-hmm. and rogue one was like one of those offshoots where I was like, it was true to star Wars. It felt like star Wars. Um, but it also felt like it's an action movie and, 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 uh, but it, but it felt like it fit right, um, with, with the other movies. And, and so, um, I don't know, maybe, you know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to keep growing. They're going to figure this stuff out, uh, <laughs> but they took risks and, 
you know, so did Lucas yeah. for three whole films back in the and was it nineties? Yeah, uh, and and I'm not I'm I'm not at all upset about them taking risks thematically with character, uh, some of the choices they made. My the the biggest gripe I have is just the execution part of it. There, yeah, the execution. Like there's crin there's definite cringy stuff in here that that doesn't it doesn't fit right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but right. you know whatever. I, Oh, anyway, like I said, seven, seven and a half, seven, seven and a half. Uh, I'm still going to own it. I'm going to buy it <laughs> again. I'll probably pay box office prices again, maybe $5 Tuesday or something. We'll see. Uh, but, but you talk about execution. We've, we've been talking for over an hour. Um, I, I, I would be, uh, I, I feel like we, we would not be doing the history of this podcast justice. Uh, if we if we didn't get out of here without a quick conversation about net neutrality, okay. because quick one of our very first episodes of Apathetic <laughs> Enthusiasm, back when we talked about technology, can you believe it? Wow. Uh, we talked about net neutrality, and we talked about uh, an upcoming vote and how important it was that the FCC at the time would would vote to protect net neutrality and 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 actually enforce it. And we talked about it becoming like Title Two, like Title Two, and all the stuff, and and we were we were so excited, um, and and we had a follow up episode where we talked about those votes and everything else, and then fast forward about three years, two and a <laughs> half years, we're still podcasting, and they're still uh, dealing with this topic. Of course, we have a regime change in in the FCC. And and, uh, and it's a really interesting way of, you know, affecting something that is so critical to really every American. I feel, um, and that's and that's internet access, and that's and that's how we how we do this, how we do communication now, and and to sort of reverse course on that, um, which in in clearly. Uh, I don't know. At least in my in my echo chambers, everyone is for net neutrality. I I haven't I haven't come across many individuals making a convincing argument for why net neutrality that's, should be repealed. That, that's the and, that's the key key phrase right there is a convincing argument. I I've seen arguments against net neutrality by people on like Facebook and other people's comments. And, yeah, yeah, and it all boils down to uh, net neutrality when it was voted on in two thousand fifteen was ruining ruining innovation, and I'm like no, it wasn't, it wasn't. This stuff is still is still building up. Like, yeah. guess what? Like you, you use the like go into any city and there's only like two providers. Like that's net neutrality's fault. Oh, bullshit. Bull. No. No, it's not bullshit, and and it's like like that's that is just pure I don't know ignorance or 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 just trying to to be ignorant to the situation. Obviously, like cable companies have worked out a way to monopolize their their industries. They've uh, yeah they they regionalize, but uh, for the most part, you have one option or at least one good option for high-speed internet 
in in, in an area. Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah, maybe you can go DSL or you could go, you know, try other things. Some uh it's if you want good internet, it's it's not driven by competition. It's not driven by innovation. No. It's driven by large companies that have control of an area, have existing infrastructure that they've been able to leverage. The cable companies were already in your homes and they were able to provide a high-speed internet connection over those same lines. So they were already there. Yeah. They already had it. It wasn't driven by competition. It was they they just stepped into the door. Yeah. And 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 no net neutrality is going to is going to you know get in the way of that. Like if re, if we want to talk about America, we want to talk about capitalism and and the things that that drive you know, innovation and competition, like, yeah, you, you have to be better than someone else to, to get ahead. And ISPs don't have to do that. They already have you. They're already where they want you and, and they can treat you as they wish because you can't go anywhere else unless you want to, unless you want to stop accessing the internet or, or doing the things that we, take for granted because we live in a period where you can get any information instantly and watch any show and hear any song and listen to this amazing podcast. (laughs) Uh, you know, just like, and, and, and yeah, there's, there's doomsday people that are like net neutrality means we're going to get internet fast lanes and, and tiered connection things. And, and all, and the counter argument is none of that really existed before net neutrality was passed. But we were already walking that direction, and yeah. we were already seeing ISPs that were like, "All right, I'm going to give higher speeds to my content that is owned by my yeah. subsidiary company there, there's, or my partner company because it gives us an advantage." There's, 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 there's evidence of that pre 2015 of companies do going in that direction, and and consumers successfully saying, "No, you're not." That's not going to happen. And then net neutrality happened. Uh, I was talking to this guy. I wasn't actually talking to him. I was, I'm new to work. And so people talk <laughs> around me and I just listen and observe. Uh, but one guy was talking about, I guess in Chattanooga, there was this company that was uh, like the, the city had extra, extra money. So they're like, okay, let's build a, a, a infrastructure in place for fiber optics using this like, other company called EBT or something like that. And uh, so they, they, they installed it and then whatever, whatever cable companies that were in the state, they lobbied and they were suing and they sued this company that, so they couldn't expand anymore. Um, well, they, they had however many lawsuits and they, they kept getting them thrown out, but then they successfully lobbied the politicians in Tennessee to, make it to where this company couldn't expand outside of Chattanooga. So Chattanooga has really, really good internet, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, they can't go anywhere else because it's, it's against the law because there's legislation against it. Yeah. And I, I guess, and I guess part of the problem, there's a competition part of what all the, there. Damn all, it. All, all this, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of companies, there's a lot of ISPs, uh, I keep seeing uh, promoted ads on Twitter from Comcast who keeps running their gifts of like, we are committed to a free and open internet. We are committed to not like prioritizing things like that. We want the internet to be what it is. We don't intend to change like Comcast 
stuff because of this ruling. But if you read down the comments, it's like, all right, well, if all of your competition does, are you willing to sacrifice your company? No, this this is a capitalist driven you know, system. And if every other company is working that way and they're getting ahead, if they're even getting a slight edge, the other companies are going to do what they can to try and compete. And I, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of people, a lot of people who are for the repeal of net neutrality uh, to who say, I don't want government regulation. I don't want the government regulating every part of my life. And, and I get that. I, I do, but I feel like we're taking regulation away from the government and handing it back to super rich Companies. corporations yeah. and saying, no, you'll be fine with this. You seem to only care about money. Uh, I'm sure you have my best interest in mind. The free, the free so, market. Like, the free market. I don't, I don't know. Always works out. Yeah. Here, here's the thing like the doomsday uh, scenarios of net neutrality re- repeal you know it it can it can happen and it probably will happen but the thing about it is it won't happen overnight and so no. they they'll make these ISPs will make changes subtle changes over the course of however many years they'll do it over time it's in I use the example of the boiling frog like you put a Yep. You put a frog in water, you start that boiling, it's not going to hop out because it doesn't know that it's overheating. Oh, this water's getting a little warm. It's kind of nice. Oh, it's nice. Ooh. Well, uh, you know, I'll just, go to, I'll just go to sleep. Um, <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's, that's what's going to happen over, over time. Like, so much so they're like, oh, that change isn't so bad. Like, why am I going to fight this little, this little tiny change? But Brandon, but Brandon the, the internet service providers all have to be transparent with any changes oh, they make. Yeah. They have they have to tell us. I'm going to. And they're going to tell us. I'm going to bang all those the shit out of User you. agreements. He told that me that nobody reads and everybody clicks. I agree without ever even scrolling. Like they're gonna they're gonna do this stuff, and and we're and it's gonna yeah. catch us off guard. Uh. So but. so thankfully, uh. Thankfully, uh, almost nigh immediately, uh. However many states are now suing, uh the FCC saying that they can't, they can't do, they can't repeal net neutrality. Uh, one of the things I read was um, in the FCC charter or whatever, you can't overturn a previous ruling for arbitrary or capricious reasons, which basically means mm-hmm. if there's no real reason for you to overturn this, other than you just have an agit pie hair up your ass, then, <laughs> uh, then you, you can't, you, you can't do it. So, yeah. So suing against for for that, uh, and then the attorney general in New York, who's also suing, uh, because of all the the public comments that the FCC just didn't care about, they didn't take into consideration, which they have to. They're they're supposed to take into consideration. Well, yeah, and there was there was a I want to say it's like the New York uh, district attorney or something did a pretty in depth uh, amount of research on all those comments that were sent to the FCC. Uh, both for and against net neutrality, and there were a significant number of comments like two million. that were uh, clearly falsified. Whether like multiple comments from individuals who were deceased, yes, multiple comments from people who did not have the ability to comment for 
for one way or you know reason or another um and 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 really just comments from citizens who when they were made aware of the comments that were made in their name said they said no i did not do that that's that's not me i did not so, matter. <laughs> i did not hit her i did not <laughs> uh so anyway um so net neutrality um it's it's gone for now but i think the fight lives on yeah and uh and if you want to spend five dollars a month you can get this and some other podcasts available on your podcast here from your local internet yes sir distributor but the, but there there's hope and and just like the little boy at the end of star wars you too <laughs> can force collect your broom and, and sweep up the mess yeah, that is that's right the fcc just go out, go out and vote for the love of god <laughs> go vote write write someone yeah write a senator or someone uh all right i i that's think it. that's enough that's that's plenty uh hopefully you enjoyed it maybe you got through it if you did uh hit us up on twitter hit us up on facebook uh let us know what you think let us know if you're enjoying uh uh this show if, if there's things we need to change uh, if you want them longer if you want them shorter you know whatever it is that's that's <laughs> fine uh you can definitely uh let your voice be heard uh all comments welcome uh, even even the fake ones over on uh, Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choosing if you want to head out. Uh, rate the show. Five stars is my preference. Um, you can leave a review and let us know what you think, and, and we would appreciate that. It will help the show on all those platforms. So head on out. Head on. Get, get, it, get it done. At like, just like a baby, head on, head on out, unless you're breached. Head on out. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, hopefully we'll be doing this again. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, we'll we'll get back into a regular rotation between this and interdimensional RSS. So, uh, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, I'm Travis. Hey, and I'm Brandon. See you later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.